Blog Talk Radio. Well, <clears throat> welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Marlon Anderson. And Marlon is running for mayor in the city of Albany. And he's here to talk about how his campaign is going. So, Marlon, I see your Facebook post practically every day. How's it going with your campaign? It's going very well, very well. Uh, as, as you as you said, I've been spreading uh, the information uh, via social media about uh, my record in the community, my long record of service, pointing out the lack of saying among the, my opponents, and pointing out information that people need to know. And I'm, it's been very well received, and very well reviewed. I'm getting the words out about petitioning, getting the information out. So I'm very, 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 very satisfied and confident where this campaign is going so far. So I know you're on Facebook. Are you also on other social media platforms? Well, I'm partially on Instagram. Uh, As Facebook is the largest uh, social media platform, I focus uh, generally on there. I am trying to increase uh, my media reach uh, to uh, traditional media like newspaper, things of that nature, but they're limited by COVID and things of that nature. So I'm trying to get an ad campaign rolled out in regular media via newspaper, but that's rolling slowly. I'm going to do a lot of reach out, a lot of research, uh, a lot of outreach this evening. I'm, I'm printing some community flyers to place around the community, things of that rate, nature. Again, as I said, Albany, you know, it's it's a very very small place. The word of mouth goes out. You can reach out. It doesn't have to be a massive outreach for you to get to where you need in Albany. I'm I'm pretty confident where I stand right now. Well, that's pretty good. Confidence is a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I know you've been on talk radio. You've been on. Uh, Kevin McCashin's show, right? No, I was. I, I I haven't spoken to Mr. McCashin. I was interviewed by his colleague, Mr. Camp, uh, right. for for the for radio. Yeah, I haven't been interviewed by Mr. McCashin. Like I said, I've been. Uh, Mr. Camp did a, a, a substantive interview with me, and WAMC has done a substantive interview. Uh, CBS 6 did a very, very excellent piece on me. I, I give them congrats. They did a very excellent piece about my entry into the race. So, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I've had a successful media outreach. I would have liked, liked to see all media get on board with that, but again, you know, with addressing the status quo, in a status quo city like Albany, you have to take baby steps. Okay, so, you know, you mentioned the media outlets that did cover you. Um, Mm -hmm. What media outlets have not covered you that you would like to uh, share your voice with? Well, I would I would have liked I would have loved Spectrum News to get uh, to, to to put me in one of their loops about the entry into the campaign, and basically uh-huh. you know the ones that, like I like I said you know Spectrum loops and uh, 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 TV Ten and Fox they didn't do any really uh, real coverage on it. But again, as I said, for the majority of people that I reached, I'm I'm fully satisfied with that, and I'm confident that going down the road, you know, once we get on the ballot they will have no choice but to cover this campaign. Right. 
So as of right now, you have how many Democratic challengers? Well, according to what we have, there is uh, four Democrats in the race, including the mayor. But again, like I said, I'm not familiar with with the campaigns. I understand, you know, there's questions about uh, uh, Mr. Forbes' uh, run, but again, that's not for me to decide. I understand there's some type of questions with his run. So, but again, officially, it's supposed to be four candidates running for the Democratic nomination, including the mayor. Okay, great. Uh, so, and, and and so far, you know, we're in the age of COVID, and COVID changes everything. Uh, that is very true. And I know your friend from Maya before. Has this uh, has COVID changed the way you uh, approach this year's election? Well, well, without a doubt, this COVID is going to change the way that you're going to approach it again. Approaching people in general is going it's going to make it a lot more difficult. Uh, the response that uh, the board, the BOE, has done with COVID, it's it's been it's pretty good because they, they reduced the, the amount of signatures required to get on the ballot uh, to uh, to uh, basically uh, a, a, how should I say I believe it's one percent or something like that. So basically, you need right. to get one percent of the signatures. So that's around six hundred signatures. And while it's going to be a difficult to approach people, it's it's not going to be impossible. As I said, most of my signatures that I acquired in my original run when I acquired over. Uh, 1,300 signatures single-handedly was done uh, at street level, meeting people that uh, coming out of markets, meeting people coming out of the post office, things of that nature, you know, catching people on street corners, things of that nature. The only challenge that I'm seeing right now with uh, trying to get these signatures in the next few weeks is going to be the weather. The weather will be the, the, the most dominating factor. You know, used, used to be petitioning was in the summertime. So you never had really a, a weather a weather challenge, but now we're petitioning in the heart of winter, which is going to present in my my for my efforts a substantial challenge as it should for any anyone else because again with the no public meeting rules, we're not being able to gather, you know, things of that nature. It's going to be very very hard for any any and all cards, even the organized method, even the organized uh, democratic, you know, at the top of the of the party, it's even going to be hard for them to organize on that way. But we'll, like I said, we will struggle through the difficulties. I'm confident. I'm confident that within the period of time that I have petitioning, that I can acquire the signatures that'll be online, and hopefully with the BOE, you know, they're giving leeways a certain ways that we can get this campaign done and move on to the debates and things of that nature. I don't, you know, as long as they're not, you know. Excessively, how should we say, excessively uh, rules driven. I think this campaign will be an interesting campaign, but I'm very confident about uh, being on the ballot for this election. Okay, so I want to get back to the uh, petition process in a in a few mm-hmm. minutes, but before I do, I want to address the issues of the Working Family Party. The Working Families Party uh, failed to endorse uh, Kathy Sheehan, but they they endorsed all of the other citywide candidates. Now, the decision not to 
endorsed uh, the mayor was made in December. Uh, When they made that decision, had you entered the race yet? I had not. I had not. No, they made the, again, I am, you know, I'm not surprised, but I'm very disappointed in the Working Family Party. But again, they show themselves to be what they are. They are a political party. And like any political party, they're serving their own political interests. But, you know, even though I wasn't in the race, there were other candidates in the race. I mean, the best way to, to show your displeasure with a candidate is to endorse another candidate. And by you just, you know, because, again, in, in early December, you just, you're going to decide there that no matter who enters the race, you're not going to endorse anybody. Again, mm-hmm. as I said, I have a very progressive record. You know, I have a very progressive record on the issues. I, I'm confident I had they even attempted to interview me or even attempted to find the issues that I could have earned their endorsement and been on a part and had a party line. I think that's, you know, that's a waste of their party line. And, in a, you know, in the future, that's going to backfire on them that they didn't have anybody running in this election because they do have to, you know, prove to maintain their party line. They have to prove and do things. And for them to fail to endorse somebody in this race, which is a huge race reflecting on the city of Albany, is a detriment to their account. So the decision was made in December. And I mm-hmm. guess Kathy at that point had already declared but uh, I don't know if Lukey had decided at that point in December, but I know that you and Valerie Foss had had decided to uh, make a run for it after for until after you know December into January and February. So, did you ever consider contacting? Uh, I, have out, I have reached out. I have reached. Yes, I have reached out to them about that. I, right after the story went public, I reached out to them about it. I, I haven't received a reply from them, but I reached out to them, and I haven't received a reply about it at all. But uh, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going not going to chase them. You know, it it would have been to their advantage to put a candidate like myself on their party line. It would have made it. It would have been uh, to their benefit to put a candidate like myself on their party line. It would. You know, consider to legitimatize themselves. But what they've done is virtually delegitimize themselves by not seeking or endorsing an opponent of, of, of the mayor. By them just going out and saying, we're not endorsing for mayor this year without knowing who was in the race. Again, that just delegitimize themselves in local politics, in my opinion. And so, you know, I, I think it's pretty interesting that they should make a decision like that and not even contact or do an interview yes, yes, with yes, the other candidates. Yes, again, it's my apologies. Yes, it demonstrates themselves as a political force and as a political party. Again, there, you know, there's I, you know, not to be tooting my own horn, but I shall. I am more than a valid candidate with a long public history in the city of Auburn. As they as as they put forward in uh, the story on CBX about my candidacy, it put forward my opposition by addressing a police concern in the city, something that they cited that was the reason why they didn't uh, support Mayor Shannon. 
I'm on public record for being uh, one of the individuals who led for the fight for representative change in policing in the city of Auburn. And this was all prior to all the Black Lives Matter things like that. I have a long history mm-hmm. of fighting for representative change and being a leader in creating community policing in the city of Auburn. Or in the Black Lives Matter, but we already had that in the city of Auburn. We already created that. We created community policing. We created a relationship. With, uh, with, the, with the echelon of the police department. We went out and got a black police to keep in the city of We've had accountability in the city of And I was a major part of making that happen. So, again, as I said, it just delegitimized the Working Families Party as a, as, a, as a political force in the city of The fact that they made one of the and had decided not to grant their party line to a, a candidate. Okay, how how were you instrumental in the issues that you just outlined? How would you how were you impl- uh, uh, instrumental in implementing them? By bringing what by doing what I do best, bringing my voice to the table, bringing my voice to the power, and being involved. Again, this, the processes that were had to create things like uh, community police, the processes that were had to bring up. Uh, African American police chief in the city of Auburn. The processes that were had to create change in the power, uh, and accountability in the city of Auburn were all done through city processes. And this is the point that I make about my opponent. Uh, there were hearings to be had. There were public meetings to be addressed. There were uh, public uh, forums where candidates were vetted and things to the And while I participated in all these events, while I've lent my voice to all these events, while I have sat down and, and met with police chiefs, like former Chief Cox, former Chief Krokoff, former Chief Spear, you name it, I've met with them. I've I brought the information to the table. I've pushed the issue with them. And this has all been public record. This is not something that's been private. This has all been public record. You can research this information. You can go, you can go to the Times Archive site. You can go to any uh, TV that they've encountered me many times. And as I said, I've been there during the process. I've been there at the hearing. I'm out in the list of that at the Common Council of the where they take list of attendance thing. My name has always been there. You will see Rookie Forbes' name on any list. You will see Valerie Forbes' name on any list there because they have participated. You can't lead a city if you haven't participated in what's going on. And that's what my point is about the opposition. Other than the mayor who was <laughs> my part, other than the mayor who was elected to be there, nobody else in the race has been there, been involved at making the decisions, had any influence over these decisions. I have. And that's what makes me the best candidate in this race because I've been involved and I've led on um, Okay, let's get back to the petitioning process again. Um, I think I think you know the uh, the number is three hundred, but you said six hundred to 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 um, make sure that you know you you get on the ballot. So. If I'm sure that 
the mayor is going to challenge your petitions. And she, they're, they're going to go signature by signature by signature. So are you are you prepared? If they challenge your petitions, are you prepared to challenge Kathy Sheehan's petitions? I am not. I, I, I am of the hope that given the, the circumstances of this election, that that process is uh, eliminated or or uh, annulled in this process. Again, everyone should have the opportunity to uh, basically express their political opinion and be involved in the in the, in the policy. If they feel that they want to challenge my decisions, because I am going to make sure that every signature that I have is a valid signature, that every signature that I have comes from a supporter that this signature is valid. I am going to go over my decisions and find two calls before I turn them in to make sure that everything is over. I've learned from the last election when I was within reach and was denied. I'm going to go over my petition with a fine tooth comb. Again, if the mayor challenges the position of her candidate, challenges the position status quo politics, and basically a lack of confidence in their campaign. I'm fully, I'm fully confident in my campaign. I don't need to challenge the mayor. I'm fully confident in with being able to come to the debate stage and present the case on why I am the best candidate in the race. So if the mayor has the lack of confidence in the candidate, has that lack of confidence in themselves and they don't want to face me on a campaign stage, that's fair enough. But I will not be challenging anyone to do I believe that anyone should have the right to be on that stage and present their case to the public. So if they decide okay, to do that, so- that's a lack of confidence on their part. Okay. So I think the most important thing is when you submit your petitions to the Board of Elections, do you have anybody to look over your signatures to make sure all your I's are dotted and all your T's are crossed? In other words, you know, let's say there was a problem at the bottom of the petition where that wasn't filled out properly, that whole page will be discarded. Uh, Do you have anybody to ensure that what you submit will be valid? Oh, yes. I have people I can reach out to and do that, but I have full confidence in myself. As I said, I'm going to them with a flying tooth comb. As I said, before I turn them in, I'm going to review them with a fine tooth comb. And as I said, when I go through them, each petition secures daily Each petition daily and there will be no question, no doubt. Again, like I said, I've learned from my process uh, what will be happening uh, and things of that nature. I've learned from, the, from my, my original process with the petition. And I can fully say with 100% confidence that this time, there will be, if there's an issue, that that will be had. It will be valid. I intend to have full ballot signatures, full ballot, full ballot petitions. There will not be any uh, disarray in my paperwork. There will not be any disarray. Okay, so you know, you, you ran, you ran against Kathy Sheehan, I believe, in 2013, right? 
That is correct. Um, did you run for mayor in 2017? I attempted to run, but I quickly got disillusioned with the process. Uh, uh, basically, there was a, a massive effort at the beginning of the process to undermine the process. Uh, when petitioning took out, there was a massive of muddying the waters to see uh, vendors and solicitors who were all on the, on the streets at the same time of petitioning conveniently to undermine the efforts for petitioning. So I quickly got disillusioned in 2017, and I decided to pull back for that election. But, and that was on that was on that on my to my regret because again the last four years have been a nightmare in the city of Albany. But again, as I said, I was I was quickly disillusioned uh, by the, the level of uh, political substitute that was put out in 2017 when I began my process. But in this in this process again, one of the things that COVID's been a blessing for. I am not, you know, I am very very confident that I should get the require signatures that I should have full access to the ballot with no problem. So I'm very, very confident in that process. Okay. Now, when you had run previous, uh, I'm sorry, that, uh, the question that I want to ask is, Cassie mm-hmm. had uh, stated that she was going to only run for two terms. She's running for her third term. Does that surprise you? Not at all. Uh, once you become uh, once you become mayor uh, and and the leader of the status quo here, it's very easy to become comfortable in that position. Uh, people don't realize Mayor Dan said the same thing. Mayor Dan said the same thing that he was going on to return. He ended up doing it in return. It's very uh, the, the city of Albany. When you become a mayor, a status quo mayor, it's a very comfortable, very cushy position. And, you know, Philip Perks and things of that nature. So, no, I have no, uh, I have no surprise that the mayor would run for the third term. But I was very disheartened to see that uh, she was going to run unopposed, that people that I thought was going to may have joined in with her. So, I, you know, after seeing that there was going to be no valid opposition, the man, no one who could actually stand up and go toe to toe with her on the issue, no one who entered the race, the race who has any record of consequence on the issue. I had no choice but to enter the race. Do you have a lot of people helping you on your campaign? Well, no, I'm a, uh, there's a lot of people who support my campaign, as, as, as you said, you see my. My Facebook list. There's a lot of people who wait and support my campaign, but I'm all—I've always been a hands-on type of guy. And going from my experience with what, what I have in the campaign, I know what it takes to run it and not, and not to run it. People have offered their assistance, and I will avail them of that assistance. So I do have at my bank call, but it's just a simple matter at this point of getting out, meeting with people, gathering, and then once the signatures are gathered. Validated and, and, and updated. And as I said, I intend to make sure everything is fully valid and updated to get it on the ballot. Once I'm on the ballot, it's between me and the mayor. And if that's the, it's not a major issue, it's not, again, we have a city of less than nine, nine under 100,000 people. It's the army on foot. 
15 minutes, any direction, you can walk out of the door. Well, I'm a very fast walker, but for most people, 15 minutes to a half an hour, any direction, you can walk out of your city or your limit. So if you've got to say that's cool, where you can get around that, where you can get around that, it's not a, a question of need a made to share. That's probably millions of dollars. Or I mean, a small thing with small city value. And if you can get out and do it, in the process, you can have that. That's what I plan to do. Once I get on this ballot with the opportunity that the COVID rules are given me, I'm confident that I can succeed in making for the first African American mayor in Okay. Kathy Sheen has a lot of a lot of money and she can pour a lot of money into her campaign. Will you be able to match that? Oh, of course not. Of course not. Kathy Sheen is a millionaire. I am not. Kathy Sheen is, is, is a millionaire. Kathy Sheen is backed by the party. I am not. But the more money that she would have to spend would be of the best coming out. Which I don't. I don't. I don't think she would. I don't think. I don't think she would. I happen to know the man. Why I disagree with her? But I don't think. She would. I know. I know the man. Yeah, I've been here. About, about it. And the mayor has never been a negative person. I've never seen her negative probability that in that way. So I don't see her, you know, going out spending thousands and thousands on negative advertising like that. That's not her. I never seen her as as in that man. She has money to run a traditional campaign and she will run a traditional campaign. That's
Thank you very much. Very much. I appreciate you. Please, public support. Focus on the army. One of the better voices in the army out. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.